what is it? The Streamside Hall. Streamside Hall, easternmost hall in Grand Rapids. Recording our first, here in Whitneyville. first podcast of the summer. Yes. Ranger Country. This is Ranger Country number 15. 15? Yeah, I believe it's 15. Man. It's been a great first 15. We've been doing this for, sure. for a while now. Yeah, we're having some Arnold Palmers here in the... Uh, in the Streamside Hall, just enjoying the beautiful 80-degree uh, day here in, in Michigan. Uh, how's things going for you, John? You got a big night tonight, don't you? I do have a big night. It's, you know, surprisingly busy. You know, they, uh, there's the age-old uh, idea that teachers don't do anything in the summer. We just are on vacation. Nothing could be around. further from the truth. I, I know I passed you on the road today as I was going into school to do a couple of work things, and you're coming back from strength and conditioning and whatnot. Right, but. yep. First day. Yep. I uh, so today I had to go in get my new laptop and get trained on that. That was pretty pretty brief. But then I went into school, take care of a few things, you know, talk to some of the people in there, make sure all the yearbook stuff is squared away for the year. And then this evening I've got a huge, massive soccer tryout, Brad. Um, so I coach AYSO United U13 this year, which means we're moving up to 11 on 11, which I've never coached before. So okay. that's kind of exciting. Big step. 16 people are going to be on my roster. Uh, I've got over 30 girls trying out for the team and like in Ada Park tonight, we're going to have, I don't know, three, two, 300 girls. I think something, it's going to be huge. I don't even know where we're going to put them all. Uh, and they're going to be trying out for different age groups and, and at the United level. So, uh, it's going to be, that's quite an operation. Hopefully going to be controlled chaos. It's definitely yeah. going to be chaos, but I hope there's a good deal of control as well. But I guess that's kind of up to me. So. Well, best of luck. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate best it. Best of luck cobbling together your, your 16. Um, and the, the, the girls that, that don't make the team, though, they still have an opportunity to play Oh yeah. at the core level, you were telling me? It's called yes. AYSO core? Yep. So every year that we've done this in the past, I always bring all the girls together at the beginning. I talk to them. And then at the end, I sit everybody down, you know, whether they made the team or not. They, they don't even know if they made the team after tryouts. I've got a week to call them all and give them – you know, like, hey, you made the team. This is what we liked. Or, you know, sadly, you didn't make the team this year. This is what we want to see you work on. Um, I always give them a, a, you know, a pep talk at the end, though. Like, hey, even if you didn't make the team today, if, even if you get that call and your parents find out that you didn't make the team, I don't want you to give up on soccer. I want you to go to AYSO Core, and I want you to play those games. So you'll be playing local games instead of regional games like we are, and and, you know, work on those skills and keep having fun and then come back and try out again next year. Awesome. It's all about getting kids out to play, you know, and enjoy a sport. Absolutely. So. Yeah, and a great opportunity either way. So good luck with your tryouts. Thanks, man. Big I'm, night. I'm a little nervous. I'm sure the girls are nervous too, but, uh, you know, yeah, we, we got to maintain that cool facade. But really, I'm a little bit nervous to make sure everything sure. goes off without Got the clipboard, you know, hat over your brow, dark sunglasses. That's right. Maybe They're some weird sunglasses. There you go. Well, um, at least it's not 95 degrees out like uh, like last week. Now, again, my father always says, quit complaining. You know, we wait all year for this, and uh, that's true. But right now, it's it's that perfect temperature, pure Michigan summer. And um, got to give you a thanks, John. Last week's Rowdy Ranger golf outing, uh, staff golf outing for Forest Hill Central, smashing success. That was a great time. Uh, nine holes that I look forward to every year. And uh, we, we didn't win the trophy this year, but we had a great time. A lot of laughs. We did have a good time. You know, it's, it's been a rough year for teachers and for students and for everybody, basically. Uh, it was nice to get out there. We've got, we had a record number of people come out for that as well. So I guess that's just kind of a thing that's happening now, record numbers of people trying to get out and do things. Uh, but we had over 30 stu uh, staff members show up for the Rowdy Ranger golf outing. We had nine, nine or ten teams 
uh, best ball scramble, and I heard laughter, and I heard yells, and hooting, and hollering, and just, it was nice to it, send off the way, uh, the year that way. It was exactly what I needed, and I've said it to a few people, driving down Bailey Avenue to the golf course that we were at, I had the Van Halen blasting in the, in the car, windows rolled down, I felt like a senior in high school uh, last Tuesday, I mean, it was... It was the end of a, a challenging year, but a year that no doubt we will remember, and we have developed a, quite a bit of resilience, but I'm, I'm certainly glad to put it in the rearview mirror and look forward, start making plans for next fall, and, of course, enjoy the summer. I'm not trying to think a day ahead right now. Most of the time, I'm trying to just really soak up this time with family and, and friends, and I know a lot of people are. So what do you got, uh, what do you got planned this week uh, besides that? What, what's going on in the community? Um, let's see. So... We've got our community minutes. I was going to say one thing I've got going on is uh, another thing I, I do a little bit too much of in the summer is uh, slow pitch softball because i got to, you know, feel like a, an athlete again, like right. my glory days from so high school. So is, uh, is, that, is that closed, right? The teams are as is, but there is openings for. So if you're a, a dad or a mom out there and you are just a community member and you want to play some rec, rec league softball, there's openings for the fall, right? Yeah. Oh, or like, yeah. It's like late summer, early fall. Right. Yes. So uh, the 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 league we're in in Ada right now is it's you know it's halfway through. So that's pretty much done and over. Okay. But uh, there there are openings for the fall, and there are openings. I hate to say it, but there are openings for summer ball other places too. I don't think Ada has late summer, but EGR does. We play over in Manhattan Park um, on Thursdays in, in the summer. And Rob McCormick is the man, right? With uh, Ada League softball, who you contact, you can go to the. 80 Township website, the park's yep. website, and contact him if you are if you want to get a team together. Yep, Rob is the man. The, there are different divisions, too. If there are people that are just starting off, they want to play some, uh, hey, we live on uh, Streamside, and we've got 10 neighbors. Let's get together and, and put a team together. That's a thing that you can do. Yeah. Or if you want a little bit more competitive, there's a middle-of-the-road division, and then there's the elite division that somehow – uh, my my friends and I keep on getting. You put are into. too humble because you guys show up and you guys look like the real deal and legit. Um, my team, bless their hearts, we were we were a division champions one year, uh, but we would show up with one bat, and you know, kind of a mishmash of old shirts and new shirts, and it was just this kind of fun thing. But it's a great thing to be a part of the uh, Ada Softball League. It is and, a lot of fun and uh, something to look forward to each week and just get your competitive juices flowing. Speaking of competitive juices, John. Uh, had my first uh, old guys rugby pick up rugby last week and I was a little nervous because we play that that fall football game and I can't walk for about a week after that right and and that's like semi tackle can I am it I okay is, oh, it's semi tackle that's what we look forward to though it's it's flag football where you knock them down and take the flag away exactly that's, that's you, you wrap them up and you take them down but this was great this was touch rugby it was about a, a dozen of my my good buddies and associates and we kind of all met on the field and played and the next day I could walk and felt good and got a good sweat in it was like 90 degrees and so I know what you mean you need something to get up for to kind of look forward to to stay in shape for and softball I'm telling you what some of the next nastiest injuries I've seen in sports are on the softball field, right? And I think we've talked about that a couple of times where you, you take off sprinting for a, you know, a, a ball in the, in the outfield, you pull a hammy, you go running for first base. I've seen collisions, one of the worst collisions I've ever seen. Uh, Justin Sinclair, Jason Rebel, catcher in first base, colliding on a pop fly. I mean, it's a, it can get pretty physical. It, it does get dangerous. My, my friend Jason Dow, who is a local community guy here, actually lives just up the road from you, um, on 43rd, I think, off Whitneyville. Okay. He was, uh, he's is on my team, and he, uh, his daughter plays on my soccer team. But he was uh, running to first base a few years ago. He hit a grounder over to the shortstop, 
I think the shortstop mishandled it, went to the third baseman. That guy scooped it up and just whipped it as hard as he could. Oh. It hit Jason right behind the ear and just dropped him right on the baseline. Sure. Yeah, we're, we're like, oh, my God, Jason might be dead. Because that, that's Unbelievable. brutal. You know? Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, softball. So, tons of fun, folks. Yeah, no, no. If you want to too dour. To, to, no, no. But, it, but that's what we kind of like about it. If there's not an element of risk involved, um, you know, it's just bocce ball. Which, by the way. Which is also fun. I am the biggest bocce ball fan. In fact, this is one of my soapboxes. I think there needs to be a bocce ball league in, in Cascadeta. Now, we I think talked that would about be... this a little bit the other day, though. Are you, like, traditional bocce ball, like in front of Noto's, where they've got the well-manicured, almost a golf green or are you like we are up at our cottage where we're like chucking it onto yards both. and on the beach? Both. Like, both. oh, you I, threw it under the boat trailer. So, How are we supposed to do that? So, yeah, no, I, I love the old like cottage style bocce ball. In fact, I, me and several friends were playing last week. I love it. You know, you're going up that hill. There's a little dip and you're right near the tree. Or the, yep. Hey, that's muddy over there. You're going to put it over there. I like that style. So that would be fun. You know, you could do that easily at Cascade Park or Ada Park. But I'm, I also have an affinity for the more organized. A um, couple summers ago, I was in Croatia, um, as, as Chance had it, for a family uh, vacation. It was my parents' 45th wedding anniversary. Anyhow, we're in this small hillside town of Martinovici, Croatia, and we were out for an evening walk, and I hear this, like, laughter and this kind of revelry, and it's, and it's just at dusk, and we're down near the, the, the town fountain, and my brother-in-law, Murray, kind of nudges me and he says, hey, look up there. And there was lights on and you could kind of see this like silhouettes. So we marched up the stairs, kind of taking a risk here in, mm -hmm. in Martinovici, Croatia. And we come around the corner. It was a bocce ball court, two huge, legit bocce ball courts, a patio with about a dozen tables, a bar, a little like kiosk. And uh, we went up there. Long story short. And I said, oh, I play bocce. So I throw it. I don't play bocce like they do. No, no. So I threw, we threw some balls and it came a little bit close. So the guy called over. He said, hey, Gino. And Gino was over there smoking a cigarette. He's like their, their pool with shark. It, with, his shoe, with his shirt off. Gino was probably about 25 years old, smoking a cigarette, drinking a, you know, a Croatian style beer. Gino gets up, picks up the first ball, throws it, and it kisses the Polina, the little white ball. Just kisses it like nice and smooth, rolls it in there. And then he takes his, the next ball, he throws it up real high, and the ball landed on his ball, knocking the other ball out, and then landing perfectly on top of the Polina, kissing it. And he looks at me, and he goes, Ebachi. Ebachi. <laughs> 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 and I was like, all right, you got, I'm like not in your league. But anyhow, they were prepping for the Croatian um, like bocce ball league championship that week. And uh, uh, my brother-in-law and I left the gift of uh, two – Two cases of a cold beverage for them later on for showing us how real bocce is played. Anyhow, yes, a real bocce league would be amazing here That's in Cascade. Something I'm saying we it. could easily. I mean, like I said, Notos. I, I haven't actually been over there, but they. they we need have to go check that out. Right in front of there by the sidewalk, yeah. they could easily set up some kind of a beverage stand and have leagues of some kind. And I, I can they see may, that being they, a cultural event. They may have Maybe a bocce they, we, league, but we, we, need we don't to call know Tony about Tony Noto it. and find out. Maybe we need to get Tony on the air sometime. I would know? 100% play in a bocce league. You would as well. For sure. It's low impact. You can do it on a Tuesday night and be in and out in an hour. So this is going to be a continued conversation. So we like to balance out our extreme sports where you may get killed by a softball and our leisure or sports where you'll just be embarrassed if you don't do well. Which exactly. Is okay. Exactly. Uh, which leads us to our community shout outs. Uh, so in, we want to save our hometown hero and our staff spotlights for the school year simply because it's just when, when you have the, the school 
uh, faction tuning in. We want to kind of highlight things going on during the school year. We thought during the summer months, it'd be nice to highlight some of the community members who are, for lack of a better word, they're the glue that keeps this community together. They're the people that are coaching the little league teams. They're, they're sitting on the boards of these different uh, local organizations. And so uh, these next seven weeks, we look to shout out to these community members. Our first community shout out is to Clay Hattinger. Uh, Clay, uh, good friend of mine, he coaches uh, youth baseball, youth soccer. He's a huge advocate of wrestling and football in the area. Uh, he's a local business owner. His wife, Jessica, is the director of operations at Big Steps Little Feet. I think like one quarter of Cascade Nata has had their children go through, True. you know, Big Steps Little Feet. And uh, they're over there by the Ada Firehouse. Um, yeah, right over in that Bronson Street area. My kids, I just spent 10 years going through Big Steps Little Feet. We just graduated. It's nice to be out, though, isn't it? It, it is, but we'll miss it. I mean, there's some really, really great people there. Um, it, it, I've never not wanted to drop my children off there. They're always so warm and kind and just they have such great principles there. So Jessica is the director of operations. Their son, Ledge, plays every sport imaginable. He's a wrestler. Uh, he's a soccer player, baseball player, I think football. And he's also one heck of a good shot and a, and a great fisherman. So this is one of those families that they are. They're the, they're the glue that keeps the community together. They're hustling from one field to the next to coach, to, to be advocates for the good things going on in our community. Um, so shout out to Clay, shout out to Jessica Ledge and the whole Hattinger family. How about you, John? Nice. Who's, who's your community shout out? Okay, well, admittedly, Brad did kind of spring this idea on me at the last minute. So I do have this a, is true. I, I do have a, a, a member of our community in high standing that I do want to give a shout out to. It, it may sound like once again I'm being biased towards uh, one of my passions as I kept on, you know, gravitating towards yearbook during the year. I'm going to okay, keep John. On, I'm you go with what you know. Soccer, and I, you know, I'm so immersed in it. My friend Joe Cook is uh, the regional commissioner for AYSO Core, which is in the 571 area, which is Ada Cascade. So all around us, everybody who plays AYSO, he's the guy who runs the whole show around here. He's the one who keeps it all organized. He's the one that makes sure that uh, we're getting quality coaches, we're getting the equipment, we're getting the fields, all that stuff. He's a huge proponent of safety and, and quality coaching. And um, I, I won't get too into the details, but... There was a huge turnover with the board a few years ago. Uh, one of my other fr friends, uh, Jason Thurston, was the previous regional commissioner. And there were several people on the board, including myself at that time. And something went down in the community, and a lot of people ended up walking away from, from that board because of you know some other stuff that were yeah, outside, whatever. outside sure. influences. Sure. Um, and so we were kind of reeling. There were only like three or four of us left. And... Uh, there were several of us that were like, do we just dissolve this right now? We, do we not do AYSO in Cascade Ada anymore? Or this is, we're, we're at the precipice. What do we do? And uh, I, as well as several other people, uh, turned to Joe and we said, hey, we think we can still make this work, but I can't imagine anybody else being at the helm besides you. Because Joe is, he's a former soccer player. Like, he played in high school. That's sure a passion he for in college. Okay. He's a great player. Um, he is so calm and cool and collected like he's he's the opposite i don't know about yourself actually i do know you don't really do a lot of yelling during your your matches for the most part um joe does he's pretty quiet on the sidelines he he believes that the information and the skills that he's given his kids during the week at the practices should be enough to get them through so he's very calm i'm the opposite i'm like the general over there yelling directions <laughs> i always have to tell my kids well not my kids my kids know but the parents like hey they know I'm not yelling at them. 
I'm yelling to them. Okay, <laughs> I just, like that. I'm just seeing to things them. and I'm I'm directing them. I'm never yelling at kids. I'm always yelling positive affirmation sure. and whatnot. But I am loud. Uh, Joe is calm. He's the he's the person you would look to, just like Big Dan, unflappable. Okay. You know, and uh, he took over and he pulled us out of that you know that downward spiral and he turned it around. I mean, AYSO Core was. Uh, half or less the size that it is now and, and suddenly this year through the roof the numbers are up 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 you know uh, there's several teams like pass and lowell and and rapids that are around this area that are struggling for their numbers and i think that's because a lot of kids are coming to ayso and so I you're think doing the right things it's because of joe cook you know he's the one who's who's leading us in the right directions really focusing on you know teaching the, valuing the kids valuing the skills doing all the right things and uh, it's, you know, that's my shout out so, to Joe Cook. He's got a great family as well. I'm not trying to leave his family out. He's got no. some great kids. Um, I didn't get as much information as you did, but Joe Cook, amazing man, AYSO, love it. He's doing a great job. It's great for our getting, community. Getting kids involved and getting them in a positive direction with a great sport. Well, yeah. thank you, Joe. Speaking, speaking of uh, soccer and spring sports, uh, last week, RGSO, Ranger Girls Soccer, it came down to penalty kicks in the regional championship game. How exciting. That's I mean, epic. That, that is, I mean, and, and they've had several games that have come down to penalty kicks or overtime in their postseason run. And, you know, what a, what a dream season for these girls. So they're in the state semifinals now. It comes down to the PKs in the regional finals. I mean, don't, I shouldn't get ahead of myself. It was against Hudsonville. By the way, we often, Forest Hill Central often ends up in like Division One. Um, we straddle the line in Division Two, kind of, and, and that's kind of like a Class B, big Class B. We'll play a Hudsonville. We have 1,150 kids in our school. Mm-hmm. Hudsonville, don't quote me on this. My wife, they'll yes. have like 2,000. Or East Kentwood has 2,800. Or Rockford has 2,300 or 2,500. And I'm not saying that it takes a lot of kids, but it's to me, it's impressive always when we compete against schools that have double the population that we do. And so our girls' soccer team over at Granville, the game was over there. It came down to penalty kicks, and the, the, there's a lot of heroes in this game. Zoe Lipke, my neighbor, being one of them, she hit one of the, she put one of the penalty kicks in the back of the net. We went four to their three, and on the final kick, Rachel Lynch blocked it for the game winner. Oh my! So gosh. Rachel Lynch, to me, I mean, yearbook I, student by the way, former yearbook student. <laughs> of course <laughs> she is, um, and that's where she got all of her training. Exactly. But Rachel Lynch, I mean, she, not only is she an incredible student person, I've had her in class, you've had her in yearbook. But to get the save to send your – as a senior, it's like your last – I mean, she misses it. It goes – you know, it keeps going. But, I mean, she made the save, sending the team to the state semifinals. They're top four. You you'll, you can never take that no, away from those imagine, kids. just imagine, like, the empathy right now. Try to empathize. What was yeah. she feeling when she got oh, her hand man. on that ball? The fire that must have been oh, going well, through her veins. The team – the team, if there's video circulating online, FHC Sports Report, follow them on Twitter – or, or uh, I wanted to say Snapogram, Instagram, <laughs> Snapogram. Anyhow, you can check out the moment where she blocks it. The team rushes the field because, you know, it, they had only made three kicks. We'd made four, so they couldn't beat us at that point. They rush out. I mean, what an ecstatic moment. Um, I saw the Lipke family coming home um, from the game. They were, they were, you know, on cloud nine naturally. And so now they play Heartland in the state semifinals, I believe, tomorrow. And if they win, uh, state finals, here we come. Uh, speaking of state finals, uh, state, state, uh, state quarterfinals, or state semifinals, excuse me, lacks uh, upset by FHE. It's hard for me to say that, you know, because I know we were a favorite going in. Uh, Forest Hills 
Eastern has a very strong program. Forest Hills Northern has a strong program. But we did uh, get upended by Eastern. Eastern went on to uh, represent in the state finals against EGR. In EGR, I don't know if you heard, they won both the girls and boys state championships. I do give them a little, not a little credit, a lot of credit. Their athletic director, who is retiring, Tim Johnston, longtime athletic director, great guy. Um, it was his last two events as athletic director in a 30-year career, two state championships. He gets to go out. On he gets a, to go out on a high note. Good for you know, good for him. Great guy, good family. So and you know, congrats. I mean, even though so EGR got us on that one. Uh, let's not forget it's not quite as big, but uh, our softball team did crush them. <laughs> demoralizing. No, no, maybe hey, demoralizing hey. is too strong. No, demoralizing. This is twenty-one to four, right? 20, twenty-four to. Four, oh my god! Something gosh. like that. Well, it was well that's our feather in the cap. That's so right. it's back on our the ball's back in our. Court. They can't win um, them all, people. So uh, Meyer State Games is coming up. Forest Hills Rugby Club will have a team in the Meyer State Games top three. Get these huge, you know, big huge Meyer State Games medals. There's a lot of different events all across the state. This one's going to be in Rockford. So looking forward to going up and being on the sideline for that. Um, and then Summer Ranger Strength and Conditioning kicked off today that is a huge operation uh tim rogers varsity football coach and along with his staff um along with kevin zaschek who is a former varsity hockey coach he, he helps out with the um the volleyball team now and then myself and our new trainer cj strausser former ranger 2016 graduate uh, soccer player and wrestlers our new trainer uh we all this is our this is our program this is our deal and so there's about 90 95 football players and wrestlers uh, embedded in there. So a lot of my wrestlers are embedded as football players. And then the second group comes in, they're about 85, 90, and we run them through a pretty, pretty disciplined, well-oiled machine. Um, this year we have a new, uh, aspect to it. Uh, eighth day fitness. Have you ever heard of eighth day? Fitness? I have. They have like 500. I didn't know. That's they, CrossFit, right? Eighth day. It's CrossFit and it's down, um, on Mar near market, the market street exit. It's a fantastic operation. We went down there for trainings, uh, to get ready for today and they're helping us program this strength and, and conditioning program it's all about functional fitness uh, gaining more explosiveness gaining more power and i've been very impressed uh, along the way and then today our, our kids they're buying in again you know and we have a great culture of this summer strength and conditioning and so we look to improve on that if you aren't signed up but you want to sign up Go to fhcsummercamps.com, and you can also sign up your youth uh, athlete for any camp under the sun. I believe there's some camps that kicked off today, the youth football camp, youth basketball camp, but uh, we know that wrestling and basketball have openings, um, so check that out. John, are we good on recording? We are, yes. You were, I, was, I was getting a look over there nope, like we I was are. Actually, I was trying to remember. I have a couple of friends that are in, super into CrossFit, um, Used to be uh, G-Force people back when G-Force was a gym that I worked at. And uh, Lisa Joppy and her, her husband are, I don't I don't think they're the owners of 8th Eighth, Eighth Day, but they are definitely like, they, they definitely work out there. They used to be owners of another gym, I believe, okay. Shane and Lisa. But they're somehow affiliated with 8th Day. And I was okay, like, so I wanted to make sure I was I, getting the right CrossFit gym because it's a very competitive right. industry and you do not want to... You no, know, it's very territorial. Well, so 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 eighth day, um, eighth day strength or, or fitness, eighth day fitness. Uh, I believe one of the, the one of the owners or co-owners or the head trainer Joe, he was a 2004 2008 uh, decathlete in the Olympics. So he came out and ran the. I mean, instantly he has street cred. Um, he does a really great job. But uh, 
very impressed, very impressed with uh, CrossFit. And they awesome. just actually qualified somebody for the CrossFit uh, World Games, which oh, cool. is really cool. Yeah, I do too. I do too. So it, it's actually a 63-year-old guy in the uh, Masters division. And I guess it, here, here's, here's a number for you to all beat. He did, he did uh, 50 burpees in a minute and 53 seconds. That's tough. Yeah. He's 63. I don't think I could even make it to 50. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we tested today and nobody did in two minutes. So we had a bunch of the best athletes in Forest Hills and nobody even, you know, nobody was within two or three. Um, anyhow, moving on from uh, athletics and fitness in the community, Ada Music on the Lawn Wednesday started June 9th. Uh, June 9th, it was uh, whiskey bound. And that happens down at the Ada Township Legacy Park that's right near near the uh, Little Red Schoolhouse. There's a playground, and there's the new amphitheater right on the, on the river. Beautiful spot. Um, and this is uh, put on by the Ada Historical Society. Uh, June 16th coming up, you have the Grand Rapids Women's Choir. On the 23rd, you have the Night Owls Jazz Quartet. In July, you have, like, Open Might Night. Uh, King Biscuit Trio, Right Side Up, Adam's Family, and on and on. Uh, this is a great opportunity to have a family-friendly night. Uh, I believe it starts at it's 7 to 9 p.m. So, so you can either get a sitter for the kids or you can wander down if you're a young adult and go check it out. Uh, Ada Music on the Lawn. Uh, what do you got going on, John, that's kind of a fun event in the area? So uh, for the next thing that we were going to talk about was the Meyer Gardens, right? We were going to yes. talk about the Summer Concert yeah. Series. Yes. And that's, uh, that's starting up very soon, if not already. Um, I have never been to one. So, yeah, the first one that we have, okay, it's, it's a ways off, actually, not, not terribly far off. Summer goes so fast, though. Uh, July 18th is the first of the, uh, the Meyer Gardens music, and we're going to start off with the, uh, the Grand Rapids Symphony. They're going to be doing the Great way to Preservation start. Hall Jazz Band, the Grand Rapids Symphony. Yeah, have you ever been to, to an actual symphony or, like, to see them perform Grand Rapids Symphony? Way to make me look like an uncultured now, buffoon on, bumpkin to... here. I've actually, I've, I've seen them in like a concert, kind of. To, Anyways, continue. To I'm, clarify, I'm, yeah. just, just to be fair, Brad, I've seen them because I went to a Harry Potter night. So let's not try to put too <laughs> okay, many feathers right. in my I thought, cap. I thought you were trying to make me look like, you know. I the, was dressed the, as country, Hagrid while I was watching The country this. bumpkin from Whitneyville so. has not seen the symphony. Uh, but yeah, so man, looking at this lineup, they got Verve Pipe. Verve Pipe? No, we just talked about that. They are, they're a local band. I mean, they were We were huge, merely freshmen, man. Huge. When we were literally freshmen, that mm -hmm. song came out. Sure did. Uh, the lead singer of Verve Pipe is a local area guy. He, he and his band are still performing around the area, Verve Pipe, and they actually have a family album that's coming out right now that wow. my friends, uh, their son Like goes the Wiggles? To, you know, I think it's less annoying than the Wiggles. <laughs> but it's in that vein. Hot potato? You know? No? Okay. Uh, but one of the one of my friend's kids was singing it for me, and that's you know, cool, man. His, his rendition, he seemed very enthusiastic about hey, it. Hey, so. the Verve pipe, I love the yep. Verve pipe. I mean, who didn't have them on a mixtape back right. in the day, right? And then Collective the... Soul is coming up. Get after out that. of here! And that made me feel pretty old, Brad, because I felt like that was like pretty heavy, angsty music back when we were teenagers, and now it's being performed as a long con lawn concert series. And I'm not sure how to feel about that exactly. <laughs> yeah. But there's some great stuff. Yeah, okay, so in. they got America, Horse with No Name. Yep. I mean, Kansas. Kansas is coming. Tossed in the Wind. Blues Traveler. Blues Traveler. I would love to see Blues Get Traveler. Get out of here. Actually. Okay, I, you know, I'm getting very. OAR. Home. OAR, yep. Crazy Game, Crazy of, Game poker. of Poker. We've got uh, Old Crow Medicine Show comes every year. I've heard great things about that. Pat Benatar. Toad the Wet Sprocket. Man, this is like the. 
I didn't know this Pat is, Benatar was still alive. This to be is completely honest. With hey, you, this but. is this is incredible. All right, so this is another admission. I've never been to a Frederick Meyer Garden uh, concert. Neither have I. Neither we, have I. Okay, we need that. That's that's like we on really the next need, bucket, on the bucket list, list of thing of things to do, for sure. So uh, check that out, and they must be putting it out early because I think the tickets go pretty quickly. Oh, right, yeah. like you need to get on it. Um, so I'm going to talk to my wife tonight, and I need to go to one of those and make that a whole evening event for sure. Um, so Meyer, Meyer Garden uh, series concert series starts July 18th. Yeah, if you've never been, if you're new to the area and you, you don't know what we're talking about, the Frederick Meyer Gardens, first of all, uh, amazing in and of itself, but the, uh, the summer concert series, everybody in the area waits for that list to be released and then dreams about going to the show, and then half of us or more can't go to them because we don't get there quick enough to get those tickets. So, because okay. they are a hot I'm, item. I'm getting online today, and I'm going to get some tickets, and we're going to report back to each other next week on which Meyer concert we're going to. It's, it, you know, in, in talking about community events, I have a proposal for you, John. Okay. Uh, our, our, our interview with Grace, Township Supervisor Grace Lasperance, if you didn't listen to that, episode i believe it was episode 13 12 or 13 12 or 13 13. anyways we were talking about the church on the hill which is kind of interesting there was a whole um i think special meeting about the church on the hill acquisition last week wednesday i watched the entire meeting anyhow during our conversation we had talked about and kicked around the idea of like what does cascade need we know ada has a lot of cool events beers and beers at the bridge brats and bonfires tinsel trolley and treats i could name them all and i and i circle them on my calendar the ada chili cook-off uh cascade needs something here's my just off the cuff proposal uh cascade heritage day cascade cascade heritage day and we link it in you're talking to two guys that are linked in september 25th is the saturday of homecoming it's so the night before you have the homecoming football game at forest hill central now i know not everybody is a force still central person because you have some northern, you have some Catholic central, you have some Christian, fo- uh, you know, Cascade Christian and North Point folks. But this, the podcast is Ranger Country. It's Ranger. This it's is Ranger Country. Around. So I'd say what ninety percent of the people who have their kids in public schools they go to they go to through central, you know, the central high funnel, right? Right. And we've done a good job over the years of integrating all schools vertically, aligning behind this like this is Ranger Country spirit. And now let's take it to the township level. So I'm thinking Cascade Heritage Day, start off the day with a 5K run, right, for the for the area fitness enthusiasts. Yeah. And I've got like a the spot. girls on the run girls could get yes. into that and run in the uh, the Cascade Hills, you know, right. heritage run. And, and, and a 5K is accessible accessible enough that you could do it. Um, it's not a 10K. It's not a marathon. And you can, I mean, you, they you, could do a, a 5K and they could do a mile fun run for the kids. You, like, you could do a mile, yes, a mile fun, yes. Of course, thank you. Mile fun run for the kids. Um, and then during the day, that's where you bring out some bocce ball. You have a bocce ball tournament or a cornhole tournament. And I'm even thinking vintage football game, John. Uh, in the in the in the afternoon, you have a beer garden I or like a beer you were tent. Thinking sports, and I was thinking food trucks. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> and, and food trucks. Because imagine if like Capriotis has a kiosk down mm-hmm. there. So what you do is you block off Cascade Road at 28th Street. You link up the Cascade Point parking lot. And the corridor that goes to Old 28th Street, you make that walkable like Rockford did this past year. Make it like a walkable corridor. And then Tassel Park. And your route is eastward down Thornapple River Drive to Thornhills, and it hooks to 28th Street. You block that off. There's your down and back mile and a half. True. So you start off the day with a 5K. You have some events throughout the day, food kiosks. 
in the evening you have a beer tent in a, in a, in a local band, Thirsty Perch, you know, or, or, or whoever. We really need something like that. The the, the idea of the, what do you think? the I mean, traditional beer tent, I love it. I grew up in a small town, Brad, Bronson, Michigan, in the middle of, you know, nowhere, south, south central Michigan. And every year we had Polish festival and there was a beer tent. And so families, everybody was welcome to the beer tent. It wasn't right. exclusively you, no, no. for drinking That's why you people. call it like a beer garden in the spirit right. of like, it's, it's family friendly. And you saw all of your school friends. That was the, like in the summer, some people you didn't see until you went back to school again, but you saw them at that beer, at the beer tent, you ran around on the lawn with your friends while your parents were in, there was dancing, there was card games, there was music. It was, it was, we need that awesome we it need this amazing it so, brought everybody so together and and so we we run parallel with and, and, and actually you know congruent with the idea of the fhc homecoming there's a lot of college kids home True. there's a lot of people that come home to you know for the weekend or that friday night and you have them for that saturday the parents of the kids that are out at the dance they have something to do that night the younger parents uh like such as us you know we we have something to do that evening and then during the day you have different competitions cascade heritage day September 25th, I think we've got an idea that could be a, a good way to bring Cascade together. If you have an idea or you are one of those people that is like good at logistics or volunteering or organizing, um, reach out. B. Anderson at FHPS.net, J.O. Fisher at FHPS.net. We want to hear your ideas. I'm not married to those ideas. I just think that's what I'd like, and I know that's what like it's, my friends would like. It sounds amazing. I would just, if nothing else, just to have, you know, the beer tent and the community come together and some local bands playing and yeah. people just sitting at, you know, folding tables, talking, simple, whatever. Right. Yes. Beautiful. Keep, keep it simple. And you know, if it's a day of small beginnings, no problem. I remember my first time at beers on the bridge. It was, uh, you know, it was, like o- one keg, it, was right? it was one keg. It was an Ozark trail tent from Walmart and you know, a band playing. It's and now somewhere. it's, you know, you got a thousand people there and, and it's a really well attended event. Anyhow, that's my proposal. If you want to uh, get in on this proposal, let's make it happen. Um, so on Ranger summer recommendations, instead of pure Ranger recommendations, John, we thought we'd go with uh, Ranger summer recommendations. And the rule is that it must be within a 15 minute drive of Ranger country. But you made the observation that you could pretty much get anywhere in Grand Rapids in 15 minutes. <laughs> you hop on 96 and, or 196 and you're downtown within 15 minutes, as long which as is it's the not gr- rush hour, which is the great thing about living in Ranger country True. is because 15 minutes you're out in the country. I know I can get from my house to Founders. Not that I've timed it or done it too many times to uh, 12 (laughs) minutes, Brad. You have have multiple routes. You have an emergency route. I can get there in 12 minutes, Brad. Tell me quick. If if Cherry Street is closed, where do you go? What do you do? There's a pothole on Wealthy. Instinct guide me. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, so, so my, so my summer Ranger recommendation is going to start off with, with perhaps, I mean, this is, this is, I've, I've given this place a lot of my money in the past couple of years, but now it's gotten even better. And that's the Camp Awe Corner Meat Market and Growler Station. In fact, it's just over the Ranger Country boundaries. It's out here in Whitneyville. It's at the corner of uh, 68th Street in Whitneyville. And it's a neat little corner. I really believe it's one of the hottest places uh, going um, right now, that, 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 that quadrant right there. But the Meat Market and Growler Station, they have you know, all these drinks on tap, these beers on tap. Um, for that crowd. And they also have a little uh, root beer on tap, nice. you know, a little root beer uh, yep. 
kitty kitty glasses, but they used to be just a straight meat market. So you'd go in there and you'd get your steak or you'd get your hamburger and your, your meat sticks or jerky or what have you. And I'd go there many times, but now they've developed into a full on restaurant with a patio and they have things like the Polish plate, smoked kielbasa, they have soft beer pretzels, uh, street tacos, pulled pork nachos, and they have nightly meals. So you roll up on a Monday, like tonight, it's jambalaya night. Oh, wow. I did For not 30 bucks, you get a bucket of jambalaya with shrimp and sausage and rice, and there's your meal for your family. One night, it's it's a meatloaf night. Then there's a rib night. And so they have like... So is this people ordering this, taking it out onto the patio, sitting there and having their no, meatloaf? No, so, so yeah. So like the food menu, you can eat there like a restaurant. And, and order a beer or a soda. They've got all those Michigan-style sodas like the Fagos yep. and the town clubs like that our grandfathers drank. And, and then, uh, but then they have like the, the meals that you buy there and you take home. So like you go there on, I think, a Wednesday and it's like meatloaf night. So you get a meatloaf, you get mashed potatoes and gravy, some beans, you take it home to your kids. Yeah, that'll save you a lot of time, people. I've, That's a great I'm, idea. I'm a huge fan. Camp Bar Corner, uh, Growler and Meat Market. It's a great place. Go check it out. Uh, you can pick up a menu, and uh, it's a great place to take the kiddos, too. So what about you, John? Okay, Brad, I went I went to the uh, extreme edge here of the 15-minute uh, rule. Not that I don't love the immediate ranger country, but in the summer, I got a little more time to travel. So uh, there used to be a little place on, on 28th Street near Jet's Pizza um, called Gita Pita. Oh, and, uh, at, so you know, good. You and I talked about it earlier. It's just a small Mediterranean place, and it's... You know, it was two brothers who came here from Jordan who opened it up, and it was traditional Mediterranean. And I was really sad to see it go. Uh, I think it, they, you know, their lease was up. And yeah, they, something didn't work out. This there is, ended up like a lawnmower those, shop or something. No offense right. to the lawnmower shop, but uh, I couldn't eat them, so I wasn't a big fan. Yeah. So uh, I was ecstatic to learn, uh, you know, a few years back that Gita Pita actually ended up downtown. Um, and they opened up on the corner of Jefferson and Fulton, which is a little off the beaten path. If you're one of the people who doesn't make it downtown too often, you probably don't frequent that area. It's not too far from the Children's Museum, but it, it's right over there. And they opened up shop again. They found a new location, and their food is just as good as it's always been, man. If you're a Mediterranean food fan, if you love uh, baba ganoush, if you baba love ganoush. hummus, you Huge love falafel, I just love, you know... I hate to, you know, I sound a little bit carnivorous here, but I just love their their meat and the gyros, the, yeah. the beef and the lamb. It, it doesn't get any better. It's and great value too, right? It is, yeah. It's, it's fairly inexpensive as Mediterranean food goes because Mediterranean food can get a little bit pricey. You go down there downtown, people aren't paying necessarily, you know, top dollar in those areas for food. So it's a, it's a more of a budget uh, uh, food, even though it's still really high quality. You cannot get pitas like they make anywhere they're yeah. making them from scratch oh it's they're it, amazing yeah i, I was, never tried them you're missing out yeah you need to go try gita pita um i was very upset i discovered them right before they lost that lease or whatever happened and uh man yeah go check them out yep and they are they're within our 15 minute window you okay. know um you can go the back way down cascade to fulton and, and, and whatnot and uh it, it might even be sooner than the 12 to 15 minute mark but definitely worth a visit go in there Get yourself some Mediterranean food. You will not regret it. It's the best Mediterranean food. No offense to everybody else, but it's my favorite Mediterranean food. So Yeah, I, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. So, um, yeah, great recommendation. All right, and we're going to finish here with, uh, we thought we'd throw out each episode a different top five. And so finishing today, we thought we'd throw out, and I kind of sprung this on John, the top five, I call them dad ventures. 
And it's not that these aren't things you can do, you know, with your, with your mom or your grandmother or your grandfather. I call it a dad venture. Um, so my wife, she'll need a day to just, you know, garden or take care. She's an elementary school art Basically, teacher. Basically, she's kicking you out of the yeah, house with the kids. Yes, okay, right. Yeah, I, so, I mean, you, I you, you totally understand, right? So it's like dad venture time. And so um, these are things that uh, can be very local dad ventures or you can turn them into a family adventure. Um, I took my kids the other day so uh, to Charlton Park in Hastings. If you haven't been to Charlton Park, it's about a 35-minute drive from the southern edge. So I'd say 40 minutes from the core of Cascade Ada, Forest Hills, and it is a historic park. Um, you go there, and it's an, it's a it's almost a 100-year-old t- uh, historic village. And you start off. There's a museum. There is uh, an old schoolhouse. There's an old uh, stagecoach stop and tavern, and they have an old print shop. For me as a history teacher, I loved it. My my kids, I wasn't sure what they'd get out of it. They absolutely they they wanted to they wanted to go back immediately. Awesome. So they and they came home and they were playing, you know, historic village back here. Highly recommend it. There's a lake nearby. There's an old working sawmill, so you can go there. And it's I'd recommend on a hot day going early, uh, but it's also one of those things on a day like today you could go walk around. It's free. That's the other part. The price is right. It's free. So get some subway, go out to a picnic table, and then you can walk around and walk into these old bar. Like there's an old barber shop and an old church and an old schoolhouse, and they have it set up like it would be 150 years ago. It's just a really neat, nostalgic place where kids can fall in love with history and fall in love with local culture. I love places like that. There, I used to go to a place when I was a kid called Sodder Village. I think it's in Ohio. Okay. It, it was same kind of idea. Um, they had people that would like, you know, college kids and whatnot that would be there in the attire of the time. Right. And talking about, you know, what it was like to work yeah. in a mill or work in the, the barbershop or the, they have know, a little whatever, elevator pitch on it. Yeah. Right. Barriers and, and that sort of stuff. And it was just, I mean, this is the same kind of thing, same kind of idea. And it was amazing just to get that glimpse into, you know, what America used to look like. Right. And you know? yeah. And so it's, it's the right price. It's the right distance. It's just far enough away that your kids feel like they're going somewhere. And, and it's very much like that. It's, it's a glimpse into the past. And you That's said Charlton this, is, Park. this is in Hastings. Yeah, This is in Hastings. It's right outside of Hastings and it's on, um, I forget what river, Thornapple river, I think not the Thornapple river lake, uh, Thornapple Lake, perhaps. Okay. Anyways, it's really close. There's a lake right there. You can go canoeing on it if you want. It's, it's a nice little dad venture or family adventure. And if uh, dad needs a little refreshment afterwards, there's a place in uh, Hastings called the Waldorf Brew Pub and Bistro that is an That's old, like a hundred year old, old place. building. Yes. Very cool. It's a aesthetic. historic building. Awesome. Yeah. I took my whole Odyssey of Mind team there a couple of years ago after we competed and everybody absolutely loved it. Yeah. So, that's a, that's like a, that's Waldorf an iconic place. The Waldorf Brew Pub. Okay. Next uh, dad venture or family adventure. This one's a quick one. Grand Rapids Public Museum. That's for a rainy day. Take it's a it's a pittance to go there. Usually they have like family deals. Take if you haven't taken your kids to the Grand Rapids Public Museum. It's fantastic. Uh, Gaslight Village. I remember going there as a child, and there's so many neat things to learn about um, your local culture and local history. And there's kind of a walk around uh, heritage. Uh, aspect to it and you also get a, a flavor for how life used to be and and i believe there's a natural history element to the museum as well to walk around so grand rapids public museum now on a rainy day that's where we've had prom a few times right we have that's, had prom that's the one with the whales yes in the carousel and that sort of thing the exact same very, it's a, it's a great cool spot place. they bring in uh um uh, different exhibits from year to year too like i think bodies was body was revealed yes there for a little while? that was there 
Okay, uh, so yeah. that's a really cool spot to visit. And you never know what you're going to And there's there. the carousel. I forgot. There's the carousel. That's why we had kids, Tom there, I think. The yeah, just, for, the, just for the photo op there. Absolutely. Yeah, so check it out on a rainy day. Uh, next, uh, number three, top uh, five dad ventures. This one's an easy one, too. Park park and hike and, and picnic. I, I, this is one I pull out from time to time. I'll go to you know Culver's or Subway or Jimmy John's, get a lunch, and then head out to one of the nearby parks. My favorite to do this at is Burton Park. It's right there when you take the dirt road of Burton Park, where Burton Park just like dead ends. And you go up. That's and on the, what, the east side of Cascade? The, the east side of Cascade. And you hook a left, and you have that huge house there, that, that, that huge classical Greek-style looking home. Yep. But this park, it, it used to be, I believe there's an old orchard there. You have like a, a quarter of a mile or maybe even a half-mile track. And then another side, it's, it's just a beautiful spot. So you it's, can, it's a hidden gem. There's hidden no, gem. Not everybody knows that's no. there. It's it, just kind of... I found it on accident one day. Me too. Uh, I lived on Burton Street for nine years, and I found out about it like the eighth year I lived there. I think I went on an, to an estate sale down there, and I ended up turning the wrong way because I'm navigationally challenged. Just asked my wife, and uh, I was like, where am I? This is... So I, I stopped. I got out. I walked around. I was like, I found a little piece of paradise, and it's like it's two wonderful. minutes from my house. Yeah. So. It's incredible. Yeah. Go check out... Uh, so the park and hike... Uh, picnic with your children that's that's a great one uh, i'm going to throw this one out here for a family adventure this is more you know more than just a day but uh Tequaman on falls got to Tequaman you, on you falls gotta go there. I, I can't if you've never been there you, got, I, I, you have to you, i can't believe i hadn't been there i believe to have your like michigander pass you have to go to Tequaman on falls it is if you're up north make that extra little jog up to Tequaman on falls and you will not be disappointed if you go on a day like today when the river's low, you can you can swim in it all day. I mean, obviously not the big falls, but there's an a, there's an aspect to it don't leading up to swim over the falls. Don't people. swim over the falls, <laughs> but there's there's little falls cascading down that you can be in and swim in all day long. It's great for the kids. It's beautiful. Um, there's and a little you can restaurant camp up there too. There's campgrounds. It's 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 a great spot. So Tequaman on Falls, uh, second to last one here at Fort Michilimackinac, right there near the uh, Mackinac Straits. It's a colonial fort. It's often overlooked because of the you have the Mighty Mac Bridge, you have Mackinac Island, St. Ignis, all those attractions. But right there on the left, on the west side, is the Colonial Fortress, and it's the same thing we're talking about. They're dressed in their colonial attire, and you can hear the cannon go off, and they do like a little mock uh, march around with the kiddos. It's 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 fantastic. It's one of my favorite memories from childhood. And of course, there's a gift shop probably for the kids to pick up little trinkets so they can remember it. Yeah, of yeah. course, I of mean, course. But still, just getting into those experiences and seeing, obviously, you're a big history guy. I considered minoring in history as well, so you know I'm a bit of a history enthusiast. I love you know watching documentaries and learning about the past. It's just so neat to take our current generations of kids places like that and yes. sharing those experiences with them that we had when we were kids or things that we've been interested in. To inspire them. It's so important to teach our kids history. They need to know where they came from. All yes. the good stuff, all the bad stuff, everything, just so we know who we are. Yeah, and, that, and that's part of our culture and, and our community. And that's a big part of our history, that colonial fort up there. Yeah. So it's a very interesting place to go. So that's on our, our on our punch list this summer is we're gonna we're heading up to the Mackinac Bridge, we're gonna camp nearby, and I'm gonna go to Fort Michelin Mackinac and, and that's going to be one of our family adventures. Oh, we should really t do a... Have you ever been to Mackinac Island before? Have you ever of course. been on the island? Oh, man, I spent... My, yeah. Talk about course. your Michigander patch. That is someplace you got to go. Yes. You got to take the ferry over. Yeah, we over. should it's do like our experience. own... Yeah, our own... Exp 
you know, we whole segment on Mackinac. I went there ghost hunting one time. Get Legitimately, there was a ghost thing that you could go to the old mission. That's point. incredible. Oh, it was so much fun. As a, as a guy who thoroughly believes in ghosts, now I just lost some of our listeners, but uh, I have some great ghost stories. Anyhow, I'm in. Ghost hunting on Mackinac Island. It was a lot of fun. Our final uh, top five dad venture or family adventure. This one's unique. I'm sure there's a lot of people in, in ranger country who don't even know you can do this or have done it. And it is canoeing the Thornapple River from Middleville, the Middleville livery to the Indian Valley campground. It's about a three hour canoe ride. There's, a, there's several places along the way that you can stop and have a picnic. It's slow moving enough and shallow enough that you can take small children. I've taken my uh, small children on this canoe ride. It is awesome. And it's virtually, there's no houses you come across. It's great. Bring your water and bring your sunscreen. That's I went, and bug spray. I took Julia kayaking when she was very small. We did a really long kayak tour on that river. It was a lot of fun, very picturesque. Um, bring water and bring sunscreen <laughs> and snacks and snacks. Lots of trail mix and jerky. So yes. those are uh, those are some dad ventures. Some of them very local. You can do tomorrow with your kids. Some of them are more. You need to get get the family uh, logistics going. But certainly those are some things. So that's our top five this week. Um, Next week, we hope to have an interview in the studio. Uh, we've, we've got a few people lined up, so we'll, uh, we'll get back to you then with our next guest. I just have three things for you. And, John, by the way, this has been great. It's so nice to see uh, you during the summer. You know, this will be a great way for us to stay connected and, and kind of see what's going on in each other's lives, but, uh, but certainly know what's going on in our community. Agreed. And, this and has been great sitting in your garage with the door open, looking out here. This is no offense to our studio, but this is a little bit nicer <laughs> this, uh, view. <laughs> way better view, yes. The, this, the audio equipment might not be as good. Maybe I should bring the mixing board here, and this can just be our summer studio. Summer studio. This so. would be great. You're more than welcome to. So I just have three things. Use good judgment. If you have to stop and think whether it's probably wrong, probably wrong and nothing good happens after midnight and i want you to go out there and be the change you want to see in the world people i want you to go into our community i want you to assume positive intentions that's all we've got for you rangers have a great day thank you for listening